Just watch her walk around. You know what I'm saying? Listen, y'all can be mad at me. I love my wife. I got me a great thing. I'm just watching her walk. Sometimes I just watch her walk around. She's like, what you looking at? I said, you know. I love my wife. I love my wife. Amen. The Bible says be exhilarated. All the men should have shouted right there. You missed your time to shout. No, don't do it now. That's all weak. It don't even, it don't. Next time, next time. Your wife said, you should have been shouting. Right? But, um, amen. Um, I'm excited to be here today and excited to be able to proclaim his excellencies together and to exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why don't we stand together? Turn to Psalm 34. We back in it. Same psalm. We only got through three verses last week. So we're going to work our way through a couple somethings to this week. Yeah, we only got through two, sorry, two verses. So um, we may not get that far again. We'll move on next week. But I'm just excited about the goodness of Christ to be celebrated. And before we begin, I, I, I would like to just address something real quick. Our sermon is not about this, but I, I do want to say something about the Martin Zimmerman case uh, really, really quickly. Everybody looking now, like, what is Pastor going to say? Um, I want us to be in prayer for Zimmerman's family. I want us to be in prayer for Trayvon Martin's family. Um, and, I, and, I, and I pray that um, this will not be a dividing factor among the people of God, um, but, we would, but we would seek to uh, really uh, see the Lord bring forth justice in the way that is actual justice. Um, only three people know what happened. Uh, only three. Only three. The Lord, Trayvon, and Zimmerman. And so let's, let's, let's keep that lifted up. If I was in, in, in an all-black church, um, you know, you would ha- there would probably be an expectation for me to emphasize the injustice, um, if it is an injustice. Um, on the other side, um, if I was in an all-white congregation, I would be sort of expected to not even talk about it. And so I think that we need to make sure that on our ground that we as believers are able to talk through these justice issues and recognize that God is a God of justice. And so um, whether justice was served yesterday, we may not know until the eschaton, um, but, we may, uh, 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 but, but we don't have an over-realized eschatology. When we say over-realized eschatology, that just means that we don't push everything to Jesus making things whole in the future. There's some things that he does do and make clear even now. And so we pray that, I, I pray that if Zimmerman is innocent based on our law standards, then that God would keep his life because uh, he's in danger. And so we want to pray for him as well. We want to pray for Trayvon Martin's family because whether it was a guilty verdict or whatever, they still have a son that's lost. No matter what his state was, no matter what, they lost a son. And I have two. And, and, and so, and many of us here do have sons. And I think that in light of this case, this, this, this case is, is more than just a black or white issue. It's a justice issue. And so we need to keep whatever is a biblical sense of justice uh, in, in view and just be in prayer for the Lord to really bring clarity to it, uh, to heal families, to heal uh, neighborhoods, to heal people that feel betrayed, and and and, and heal people that um, have a, a sense of entitlement where they don't enter into the pain of others. Amen, somebody. 
And so just like Amos says, the Bible says, God says to Amos, let justice whirl down like waters. Now, whatever that means in relation to whether right or wrong, we're praying that God will clear all of that up. And that's all I'm saying about the situation. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. If you mad at me, talk to me after the gathering. But we about to shout through this passage. So that's all I'm going to say right now. So let's turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. I'm, 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 I'm amped about this. Verse 1, verse 1, verse 1. I'll read you. Keep going. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Keep going. Amen. 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 I'm part two in it in our worship series, uh, part two, the posture of a worshiper, part two, the posture of a worshiper, part two. Let's pray. Father, we we uh, pray for the families involved with this uh, great travesty, no matter what is a travesty is a travesty because someone was has lost their life. Lord God. And so uh, no matter what the verdict that that's that's a challenge. And so we pray for the Zimmerman family. We pray for uh, the Martin family and ask for your mercy and your grace and clarity and healing on all parties involved. And uh, Lord, we and we pray that pray that everything uh, was done in a way that reflects and honor you. But if not, we know that you are a God of justice and that's one of your attributes. And either now or in the future, you will deal with it as appropriately as you see fit because you are a righteous and just judge and there is no shifting shadow within you. So you don't need evidence. You don't need proof. You don't need a courtroom because you see everything and you don't even need anybody to testify because you know exactly what happened. And, and, and Lord God, you're not confused and wondering. You're not like tweeting about the results because you're confused. Lord God, I'm, I'm glad that you're not a confused God. And you just sit up there on your throne and you look down, and but yet you get involved. And so, God, I pray that you would get involved and teach us how to get involved and help us to, to, to walk the line of hope and the line of peace and the line of love 
for your namesake and even the line of justice as it appropriately reflects your character and your name. But today, God, we're determined to praise you. Today, we're determined to lift your name up, and we are going to exalt you. I'm, I'm praying that in advance, that, that, that we're, 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 we're not shouting for shouting's sake. Uh, we're shouting because of your goodness. And so, God, today, I pray that men uh, sitting on their hands with loose the shackles on their hands. I pray that women that feel broken and feel like they're at their wit's end, that they would give you the fruit of their lips. God, I pray that cool people would lose their cool today but keep control under the Holy Ghost, God. I, God, I pray for people that are introverts would extrovert because of a sacrifice of praise. God, that's what we're going to believe you for today. And so we're going to have some exegetical time and all of that good stuff. And we're going to have some theological constructs laid out. But I'll be doggone God today. We're going to bless your name. And we're going to lift you up. And, and we're going we, to reflect the fact that we know you and that we love you and that you're good. And so, God, Lord, I pray that the aisles be clear today because I pray somebody runs today. God, I pray that back is clear. I pray, pray that the speakers work right. I pray that no chairs break. I pray that nobody go out on the balcony. But one thing I do pray today, that your mercy would be seen in the lives of us expressing ourselves to you on today. And we, 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 we receive it. We believe it today. And we announce it and we set our hearts to lift your name up in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that said? Amen. You should praise him in advance. You should praise him in advance. Amen. 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 I, 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 I can't lie. I have a chip on my shoulder. I, I, I have a chip on my shoulder because I am sick of expressive worship being deemed as emotive and a non-sound theology. It is impossible to read the scriptures and see expressive verbal crazy gratitude as unsound as a matter of fact praise and worship is one of the most sound things the church can do now we we've seen the situations where praise and worship has been manipulated and utilized in way but but who cares about that okay i'm gonna just say that right now that it's over I don't want to hear nothing about the church being emotion, too emotional and people using emotion, emotionalism uh, to get people to do what they want. We, I, I'm, I'm sick of that. Let's, let's ask the Lord to heal us of that demonic view of praise and worship, recognizing that it's deeper than that. So, so we spent time in talking about, um, and it is demonic, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, but, 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 but we, we saw that the idea of being a worshiper in our series is an identity. Somebody say identity. 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 It's an, it's an identity because we've been bought with a price and Christ has now given us the strength through the spirit of God to become partakers of the divine nature based on Second Peter uh, chapter 2 verse, uh, verse 3 um, through 5. We become partakers of the divine nature and so we have a brand spanking new identity. Um, but, but, but not only do we have a brand new identity, we also have a lifestyle that reflects the identity. In other words, the Bible says, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. What is that in reflection of? Um, 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 worship is the ID card of the fact that you are in a relationship with Christ. If worship is the ID card, a uh, 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 fruit is the information that's on the ID card that's a reflection of the fact that you're in a relationship with God through Christ. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, love, all of those things are expressions. I mean, th those, those, are, those are the reflections of a characterized lifestyle that's rooted in an identity that we have in Jesus Christ. Are you trekking with me today? But, but see, some of us, uh, we, we are what I call um, 
um, frozen chosen worshipers. Uh, we're frozen. We're chosen, but we're frozen. And, 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 and in other words, we like theology. We, we, we like to sit under a good word, and I got a word today, and, 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 and it said something to me. Or I, Some of us, it's, one day I'm going to do a, a sermon on how people listen to God's word. And, or some people just like to hear, they, 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 I can't use the word I just wanted to use. The Holy Ghost said no. But I, 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 some of us only like theological ecstasy. In other words, we want a new insight that we haven't heard, and then that makes us feel like we've experienced God. Uh, 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 some of us like to just hear something that applies to us that confirms what was already in our life, and we feel like we've experienced God. And, uh, um, but, 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 but worshiping is more than just receiving a word. Wish I had some help right there. Worship goes from, it, it, it operates in identity, it, it operates in lifestyle, but 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 you gotta get to a point where you say thank you. Yeah. Now 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 I'm gonna say this: thank you shouldn't just be thank you. See see see, help me, Holy Spirit, today. Every now and then, your thank you should be crazy. Now 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 I'm in a passage where I'm I'm rocked by the nutrition in it because it's giving us a sound theology of worship and praise. And he, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And somebody's saying, theologically, pastor, that's the Old Testament. And under the old covenant, um, um, you know, that, that, that's in line with them being under the covenant. Therefore, our praise and worship shouldn't be the same because, you know, that's under the old covenant. Under the new covenant, you really don't see that. I don't know which Bible you were reading, but when I read the Bible, I see uh, dudes singing in prisons and uh, people praying real loud and worshiping and honor the name of God. Matter of fact, the way you get filled with the Spirit, I don't care what you believe about it, is, is through psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms actually being sang. Read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. And the way you get filled with the Spirit is you decide that you're going to put your mind on things above. And what happens is, is the Holy Spirit fills you up. That means, that means he takes control of you. You don't lose control because you don't catch the Holy Ghost. He's not a cold. Let me say that again. He's not a cold. You don't catch the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost actually catches you. And, and I wish I had some help right there. That's good, That's good preaching, Pastor. I'm by myself. But what he does is he takes a hold of you, and he gets control of you. And when he gets control of you, Jesus said he will make him known. All right. And so we come to a passage where we see a, a Old Testament and New Testament continuity, not discontinuity, expression of what all the people of God should have in their hearts at all times, which our first point last time, uh, last time as we went through this, what was praise is living a life of gratitude. And so we walk through those verses, through verses one, one, one through three. And, and, and in, other, in other words, you should, you should have a lifestyle of thankfulness. That's why he says, it will continually be in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? See, some of us got all kinds of stuff in our mouth except for praises to the Lord. Some of us need to learn how to have something else continually in our mouth. Oh, I wish I had help right there. Um, something else. It, 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 we, we got we to have something new in our mouth from the scriptures. But I, but, I, but I don't have time to go into that because we got a lot to cover. And I'm about to shout already. Second point, what, what was praise is the consistent posture of, the, of those who recognize their neediness for the Lord. Did you hear that? 
neediness for the Lord. He said, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble hear it and are glad. I, uh, last time we talked about the fact that there are few things that you get to boast in. As a believer, you, you, you get to boast in very few things, and there's only few things. It, it's, it's out of Isaiah 9, 23 through 24. Let him who boasts boast in this, that he knows and understands God. That means God only gives us the ability and boast in one thing, and boasting in the fact that we have intimacy with him. And so the, the, the Bible says here, uh, 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 my soul make its boast in the Lord, and the humble hear it, and they are glad. That, 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 that's crazy to me. It, 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 is, 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 that, is, is that the humble get to boast? Hold on, you see the paradoxical philosophical construct there? Do, do, do you see y'all wanted some theology? There it is. Um, but, 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 but listen, listen, we say humble boast. How are humble people called to boast? Wow, humble in that text means needy. But, but, but then it says they boast. Why? Because they hear boasting and get glad in the boasting. Why do they get glad in the boasting? Because even though they're in a difficult state, the, the humble is the same person here that's poor. Later on, we're going to talk about broken. That means they're in a low place. So that means their life is humble. And because of the circumstances that they are in, they're in an extremely low place. But they get around people that boast in the Lord. I wish I had time. And when they get around people that boast in the Lord, they hear boasting because they are excited about the Lord because their low circumstance gives them the vision that their pride didn't. <laughs> in other words, sometimes God has to remove everything so that he can be your everything. You missed your time to shout right there. Um, Listen, listen, God, God, sometimes God, and that's the humble hear it because they're, they're needy for the Lord. They're wanting for the Lord. And, and, and they don't just shout about what God does for them. Let me say that again. It's in the context. They're not just excited. Well, he did it for me and they've they gone off and they shout. The, the, the humble hear what somebody else is boasting about in their relationship with God. And they like to, they need some encouragement. So they get around, they get away from the people that's gossiping and, oh, help me, God. And it's always running their mouth about somebody. How many of you know there's some negative people that you need to let go? Help me, God. You'll never, listen, you'll never, you'll never experience God in your neediness if you're around messy folk. You need to get around people. See, you need to get around some of them crazy worshipers that everybody look at during the service when they start screaming. One of the people that, that just fall out in the ghost of God. I'm, I'm talking about they just go, hey, God, and they feel something. You need to be around people that verbally communicate their ecstasy with the king. Why? Because he said, because, and then he said, he, he, he's encouraging the humble to magnify the Lord with him. I, I like this. He, he, he gives an invitation. He says, come on, I know you're in a humble state, but magnify the Lord with me. Now, the, the magnify doesn't mean that we make God bigger. It is theologically impossible to make eternal bigness bigger. He's the big boss of heaven and earth and time, 
and nothing can make him bigger because the Bible says in Psalm 90 verse 2 that from everlasting to everlasting he is God. So that means no matter how, what direction you go in, he's God. That's why Jesus says, and he says, he says, my sheep know my voice, they hear my voice and they follow me and nobody can snatch them out of my hand and my father's hand is larger than my hand. In other words, now God is non-corporeal. I wish I had time. Non-corporeal means he doesn't have a body. But, but, but let's just say for the sake of argument that God has a hand. See, some people that believe you can lose your salvation, this is for free. This is to help you worship too. You, you believe he can, you can lose your salvation, right? But, 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 the, but the problem with that is you say you can walk out of his hand. Now, now, the Bible just said that from everlasting to everlasting, he's God. Now, if God were a corporeal being with a living hand, that means that his hand is from everlasting to everlasting. So that means you can keep walking and you can keep walking, and you can keep walking, and you can keep walking. Somebody gonna get it in a second. But no matter how far you walk, because you didn't save yourself, and salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone, you can try to walk out of his hand, but you'll never get out of his hand. Wow. Because I don't care how many marathons you've run. I don't care how much time you spend on the treadmill. Because God never ends, your feet can never get to the edge of his love for you. Wish I had time. Woo. Wish I had time. You, you, you can't walk out of a hand of an eternal God. So even if you try, the Bible says neither life, nor death, nor things present, nor things to come is able to separate. It's not able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I like that right there. I like the fact that no matter what I do, no matter, now somebody said, you can't preach grace because if you preach grace, then people are going to take advantage of it. The Bible says, may it never be. Oh my God, oh my God, I, I gotta move. He says, oh magnify the Lord with me. So you can't make the Lord bigger. He's as big as he's ever gonna be. He's as big as he's ever gonna be. But really, magnifying the Lord is really us making larger our spiritual visual point of who he is. So much coming to me so fast. Y'all got to pray for me. Um, my wife bought me, I'm going to see if I can make it plain. My wife bought me these, these little mirrors to put on my car. And, and because my car only has, it's, it's a version it doesn't have. So you put it on it, you know, like this, so that I can see see in my blind spots when I'm driving on the highway and stuff and, 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 but, but some cars already have it and, what, and it has a word under it some, uh, some statement it says objects somebody gonna preach this for me objects are closer than what they seem in other words even though you're looking in the mirror even though you're looking in the mirror and it seems like it's further away from you than what it is it's closer than what you've seen. So my wife put these mirrors in my car to help magnify the presence of what's already there so that I can see it as bigger and larger than I actually can see it with my eyes because of the place that I'm looking, I can't really see too clear. The place that I'm looking, I might run into some mess. The place that I'm looking, I might have an accident. But she said, I'm going to put something in his eyelids that help him to see what he can't see more clearly. Why don't you magnify the Lord with me today? Because, mag oh my God, 
<laughs> because magnifying the Lord means in our eyes to make him larger. He seems like he's far, but the really thing is he's nigh thee. He's close to thee, and he's closer than you ever know. Even though he's transcendent, he's imminent. That means he's close. Even though the earth is his footstool, he's in your life. How in the world does God prop his eternal non-corporeal feet on top of the planet, yet still live in our life? Magnify the Lord with me. Let me see if I can make it even plainer, because y'all still looking at me funny. See, we used to have a see, see, we used to have a prep rally when I was in school. And we used to have pep rallies. And the pep rallies, well, you know, I was with the Archbishop of Carroll High School, D.C. You know what I'm saying? We used to, the Carroll Lions. You couldn't tell us jack, right? Green and gold, big time, right? Couldn't tell us nothing. Um, everybody was a part of the school, but, 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 but we had pep rallies before games. And the pep rallies was to rile everybody up about the reality of the fact that we're all in the same team so that we can focus and be ready for a fight. See, 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 getting together as worshipers to magnify the Lord together is to, is to, is to enlarge a reality that's bigger than us. Now, now see, some of y'all don't shout because you, you don't like the Lord that much. Let me explain what I'm saying. You don't, you don't really like him that much. You, li- you only shout when you need something from him or you've gotten through something, you're going through something difficult and then now you're ready to tear up everybody on your row because all hell is breaking loose. Um, but, but, but see, some of y'all, uh, y- y- y'all will go to Mitchell and Ness somewhere, and, and, and you'll get a jersey and a fitted and buy it from a team that you're not on with somebody else's name on your back. I'm gonna, y'all going to see it in a second. And then, and then you'll buy a big screen TV with, 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 with HD and invite everybody over to your house and buy food, and you'll fellowship around yelling for a team that can't hear you, getting excited about a team that don't care nothing about you, and as a matter of fact, you're paying them to be involved with what they don't even care you're involved with. Wish I had some help. In other words, you go through all of that work to magnify the team, but then come in the gathering of the saints, (laughs) and you're clothed in his majesty. Oh my God. And the blood of Christ is covering you. You have a name that nobody else ain't even got. That's going to be, oh, I wish I had some help. (laughs) That's going to be written on you. And you didn't pay for anything. He paid for everything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, you'll go through all of that. You'll go through all of that for people that don't care about you. But the God of heaven... (laughs) y'all better help me today oh my god y'all gonna gonna have to help me today the the God of heaven he sits high but he looks low and he looked at your faults and dealt with your faults and your needs I'm so glad that the goodness of God and the mercy of God is beyond my comprehension Wish I had time to preach it like I like. I wish somebody would help me preach it. I need somebody put me in B flat. I'll get out of here in a second. But I just want to let you know that his goodness endures forever. I may close it early. I'm so excited that I don't pay for nothing. I'm so excited that one day he's going to give me a linen outfit 
with a name tattooed on me that nobody else knows and I'll get to put on heaven's jersey. I'm alone in here. Listen, listen. See, some of y'all don't get it yet. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. That's good sound theology. And the application may look like this. I wish I had about 50 people up in here that would stand to their feet and beyond their sacrifice of prayer, that they would get up and say, God, you've been too good to me. You've been a blessing to me. I need you. I'm alone. I'm alone. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and exalt. 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 Help me, God. Help me, God, in this place. Help me, God, in this place. Y'all trying to make it. I'm trying to stop. I got more verses. I got more verses to get through, but y'all got to just pray for me. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all that he's done for me, my soul, the old preacher said, my, 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 my. Somebody looking at me, you say it to me right now. It don't take all that, Pastor. Pass all that shouting, all of that worshiping and praying. I didn't come here for that. I came here to get some things explained to me. Well, we've been explaining for a long time. Every now and then, you just need to get up off your big old behind. And lift up the name of the Lord. I told some of y'all, some of y'all like, we don't shout enough. We don't bless the God of heaven enough. I said, tarry with us for a little while. We going to get there. But I love him. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I'm, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move. Oh, God. 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 I had so much other stuff to say. But I'm, I'm just trying to tell you right now that you better make worship a lifestyle of yours. You better show gratitude for your king. Your king, your king came from heaven to earth. He came from, hold on, he came from heaven to earth, took off of his eternal jersey, put on jerseys that he made called a body. Wish I had help. And he lived a life that we can never live died on the cross and had his jersey torn off him. So that God's blood would cover us through Christ and we'd be drafted on his team. Now, he's not a talent scout. Okay, let me see if I can make a plan. God's not a talent scout. God doesn't look for people who have talent. The Bible says, in the verse later, he's near to the brokenhearted and to those who are crushed in spirit. So he doesn't look for people that have the best of options 
the best stock options, the best opportunities. He looks at the people that are absolutely unadulteratedly toe up from the flow up and in need of his mercy. And he, did, he, said, he said, now if I save that one, if I save that one because of how messy she been, because of how much mess he been in, because of how much he been through, if I save them, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring them onto my team. I'm going to put my jersey on them, and then I'm going to give them gifts so that they can play on my team my way. They ain't had no talent till they got on my team. They ain't had no excitement till they got on my team. They never experienced love till they got on my team. They never had grace till they got on my team. They never had mercy till they got on my team. They never had patience till they got on my team. They never had belief till they got on my team. They never had faith until they got on my team. But now that I'm in them and them in me, we're going to ride or die together. I wish I had some help right there. I wish I had some. God is not a fair. God ain't going to trade you. God ain't going to trade you because you're not doing well. He's not going to trade you to another team because you ain't doing well. Wish I had some help. Wish I had some help. He just gets you in the practice field and he'll work you a little harder. But guess what? He will never leave you nor forsake you. God ain't going to give your jersey to nobody else. He's going to retire all of our jerseys one day. Oh, God, I wish I had an organ right now. He's going to retire all of our jerseys. One day, Jesus is going to put on his jersey. It's called a golden vest. And he's going to be the captain of the squad. And the heavens are going to crack because the trump is going to sound. And there are going to be myriads of myriads of myriads of people behind him. And those who are alive and remain are going to have their clothes changed. We're going to take off mortality and put on immortality and then put on an outfit right after that. Get on our horses and he's going to crack the sky and he's going to come with wool dreadlocks and flaming eyes and burnished brass feet with the coolest outfit on that anybody's ever seen. And he's going to top the Mount of Olives and he's going to judge and then we're going to be with him forever on the team of God's eternal people forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And guess what? John said, I, I looked at heaven and saw the tabernacle of God coming out of heaven. And the team is going to spend eternity with the owner and the commissioner of all souls forever. So how dare we sit on a praise for a God like that? I'm going to say that one more time. How dare we sit on a praise for a God like that? I, I'm out of here when I tell you. I, I, I'm just letting you know that we're going we're gonna to be an expressive praise and worship church. And it's going to do some powerful things. First off, it's going to magnify the Lord in our minds. That's number one. In other words, God is going to be bigger in our minds as he truly is. We need the bigness of God. But see, I'm not going to stop there. But in praises, 
there's deliverance in praise. Some of y'all are going to have to praise God through stuff that's sowing for what God will not release to you until you worship him beyond where you are. Y'all think I'm playing? Okay. Wall of Jericho. I'm going to be out your way. They walked around it, blew the trumpets, dipped, thought they were crazy. Walked around it, blew the trumpets, thought they were crazy. On the last day, they ran around seven times and blew the trumpet. Now, that's really not how you fight battles. You fight battles by making sure that you have enough soldiers and put together that are skilled enough to beat the enemy. But because God likes getting glory, he said, I'm going to do it differently this time. I'm going to let deliverance not be in their weapons. I'm going to let deliverance be in their praise. And this, and this day when they sound the trumpet, they didn't, they didn't pull out one weapon but worship. And the walls came tumbling down. Okay, some of y'all looking at me funny because y'all like, well, that's the Old Testament and God doesn't do anything like that anymore. When the Bible says at about midnight, Paul and Silas began to sing praises and pray to God. And all of a sudden there was an earthquake and the prison doors were shaken. And the Bible says that all of their bands were loose. Some of y'all not gonna get free until you decide to open your mouth and give him the fruit of your lips. <laughs> See, some of y'all still don't believe me because you're, you're in a theological jog right now. But, but I'm just letting you know it's biblical to ask God for stuff and praise him so that bands can be broken. I wish I had some help right there. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. It didn't say some of them. It said all of them. May, 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 maybe he'll deliver us out of all of them. Now, some of y'all are saying, well, I know eschatologically, Pastor, ultimately, all of the, our, our eyes will be wiped but, and, and everything will be healed. And I, I don't know about you, uh, but, but, but God is going to do that. But the Bible also allows things to happen even right now. And there's some deliverance, there's some healing, and there's some opportunities for being loose that does happen. Now, it's up to him. You ain't got to say, well, maybe if you don't do it, to tether yourself for your unbelief. You let God deal with whether or not he does it or not. But it's up to you to bless the name of the Lord. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm believing God for some stuff, too. I, I, I'm here because I'm believing God for some stuff. My wife's on immunosuppressants, and she's always having all types of reactions to the immunosuppressants. And so I'm praying that she won't have to, that her body, the liver that she has, will adjust to her body, and it's no more a foreign item. But now her body says it's okay for you to be there, and she won't have to take any medicine anymore. I'm going to keep praying for that until she goes home to be with the Lord. Even if the Lord doesn't do it, I'm going to praise him anyhow. And I'm going to praise him, though. I'm going to praise him because I'm supposed to bless the Lord at. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. I'm supposed to praise the Lord at. It, that, that don't just go for me. That goes for you. But that don't mean stop believing because he has not done it yet. I wish, you, I wish somebody would look at the neighbor and say, God ain't done it yet. I, I, wish, I wish you'd tap somebody on the shoulder and tell them, God may not have done it yet, but, but, but I'm believing him that he's going to do it one day. You're not praising God for what's going on. You're praising him 
For what's going to happen? Be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 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 You thank him in advance. Y'all still think it's not theologically right. I can see it on your face. I can see it on your face. Paul, who believed God for healing, prayed three times. That means that, means that when God didn't answer, he still kept praying until God gave an answer. If God doesn't tell you an answer, you keep on praying. Did you miss that? If God doesn't give you an answer, you keep on praying. You keep on believing. You keep on moving, and you keep on praising. I'm out of your way. I'm out of your way, but I'm just letting you know today. I'm just letting you know today. We're not going to be the church that judges people because they honor God in worship. Those days are over. So if you're in here for a theological jog that leads nowhere, this is the wrong church for you. Do we believe theology? Absolutely. We want to teach theology. But theology isn't the end all be all. Knowing God is. We don't worship information about God. We worship the God of the information. So, I'm out of here. But I'm believing God that he's going to do some phenomenal things. I'm believing God that we're going to see people delivered, set free, off the street evangelism, breaking off, people trusting Jesus Christ as Savior, people hitting. Hit. I'm, I, I, I'm believing. I don't know about you. I'm going to throw some crazy. I'm preaching, I guess, next week on no limits, just taking the limits off of our limits that we put on God. But, but I'm praying that we would take limits, our limits off. Not taking limits off of God because he's limitless. You can't shackle the Shekinah and you can't handcuff the holy. Just letting you know that right now. You can't bar the beautiful. You can't do that. But you can bind and loose your mindset. Binding and loosing is more for our minds and our hearts than it is for the devil. I'm trying to move on. I got two minutes and 35 seconds and I'm trying to move. But I'm just trying to let you know right now that a change has come. So all my shouters that's been waiting, we here now. Thank you for riding with us. Some folk left because we weren't shouting early enough. But see, the problem with many of us is we don't wait long enough to see what God's going to do. I'm going to say that again. The problem with many of us is when you tarry in worship and praise and you, and you know that you were pressing into God, and then when he brings that thing to press, what's going to happen to your world? We may, we may just bust out of our skin for a little while, spirit come out and come right back in real quick. I'm just letting you know right now is that God is up to something, and I'm so glad that I get to be a gnat on the wall.
I'm not even a fly. I'm a gnat or a mosquito or something on the wall to see what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords do. And what I'm liking right now is I'm seeing big old burly thug, former thug dudes, hands lifted up in the air, tears rolling down their face. I'm seeing women that had abortions, hands up in the air, tears coming down their face. People that had divorces, single moms, hands lifted up, looking all around, whoremongers, drug dealers, self-righteous people with their hands lifted. Listen, listen, I like every tribe of tongue, but I also like every situation and sin. Lifting their hands and saying, no matter what, because of what you've done for me and because you're good, because your mercy endures forever, we worship you. I'm out of your way. 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 I'm out. Uh. Living God, living God, we, we celebrate you. Had so much more I wanted to talk about, but you stopped it a little early. And God, I thank you for being near to the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted, the, the person who's humble in spirit because they know they bring nothing to the table. <laughs> he who is forgiven much is thankful for much. And God, we got a lot to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. And Lord, we want to show our gratitude for you by expressing ourselves to you. And God, I'm thankful that your love endures forever and that no matter where we are, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And God, I'm excited. I'm just excited that we get to watch you transition us to a place of gratitude. And so God, today as we worship you because we know you through Jesus Christ, there are people here that don't know you, that don't have a life that is found in Jesus Christ. And God, <clears throat> today I pray for them and I, I call out to those who don't who haven't trusted in Christ's sufficient death for sin, the wrath of God would be satisfied 2,000 years ago through Christ dying on the cross and the penalty for sin was placed on him and he, brutality was your wrath being poured out on him for us. And then you raised him from the grave as an acceptance of your offering, of him offering his life to you. And Mary was trying to cling to him. He did not cling to me because I have not yet ascended to my father. And he ascended later, seated at the right hand, interceding for us who believe. But God, for those who need to put their confidence in Christ's death and resurrection for the pardon of their sins, Lord, I pray that they would, I pray that someone here today would repent of their sin, and put their confidence, their faith, their trust, their belief in Christ and Christ alone for salvation. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. If that's you, why don't you slip your hand in the air? We would love to talk to you about this God that we're shouting about, that we're celebrating, that you would say, you would say today, yeah, I, I've been a believer and, and I've trusted, I, I, I haven't trusted Christ as my Savior. I've been, I've been in the church. I've been, 
I've been uh, 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 raised in the church or I wasn't raised in the church. I'm raised in a different background. It doesn't, doesn't matter. All of us are born sinners and are in need of a Savior. If you're here today, we would love to talk to you about what it means to transition from spiritual death to spiritual life through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, satisfying what only he can satisfy to satisfy God, to get us in a relationship with God through him.